Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour! Bonjour! <laughs> ah, yes, I am so grateful. So grateful to join with you as always. I, uh, you know, I have to say, I, I don't ever plan to say how grateful I am. It just is the spontaneous feeling that I have as soon as the show begins. And, um, I, I feel our connection transcending time and space. And that's so meaningful to me. It really, really is. I, I feel so blessed for the connection. And, uh, the, the wonderful thing I, I get to experience is I, move around as I sometimes do at the end of the month I'm going to Germany and I'll be there for just about a week and then I go to Poland for just about a week never been to Poland before have been to Germany twice before and I just I love the the country and the people I, I Germany is a wonderful place I've heard so many beautiful things about Poland so um I didn't intend to say any of this either, but uh, I'm, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'll have to look up and tell you, see if I can pronounce the names of the places I'm going to be. But if you're in those countries and you'd like to come see me, I'm not doing teachings. I'm traveling with my teacher, and so I'm attending her teachings. And uh, But if you'd like to come join us or just come have a meal, that would be so uh precious to me so uh, you can write to admin at jenniferhadley.com a-d-m-i-n with any request or any feedback or anything like that you can always write to admin uh, at jenniferhadley.com and so let's begin let's move into that beautiful prayer that field of Love and gratitude, love and gratitude, love and gratitude. So grateful and so thankful for the power and the presence of love. So grateful, so thankful for dynamic wisdom flowing through us, activating our awareness. So grateful and so thankful that the infinite love of God is shining in our heart, in our mind, in every aspect of our life. We are truly grateful, truly thankful. So grateful, so grateful, so grateful. We open ourselves to a, a revelation, to a realization of truth. We are grateful and thankful that it is our spiritual nature to break free of the dream of separation and we are doing it. We are grateful and thankful to open ourselves to the infinite intelligence leading us and guiding us. So grateful to call forth a healing, a dynamic healing 
So in gratitude, we say yes to the realization, to the revelation of truth. In gratitude, we allow ourselves to experience the fullness of divine love and wisdom. In gratitude, we share, share, share our healing and our clarity with all. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Hmm. So grateful. <laughs> Last uh, night in uh, my Masterful Living class, in my Prayer Power class, I was sharing uh, one of my favorite quotes from Ernest Holmes, the founder of the Science of Mind teachings. And he was talking about how the only time that it takes to have a healing is the time that it takes to have a realization, a realization. So what is a realization? A realization is a remembrance of the truth. Uh, that's my, I'm giving you that definition just straight out of my uh, spiritual connection here. A realization is a demonstrate, uh, a realization of the truth that sets us free. And so, uh, I, I love Merriam-Webster's uh, the dictionary. I love to look words up there, as you may have heard me say before. And realization, Webster says, is the act of realizing the state of being realized. The state of being realized. Doesn't that sound great, especially for us um, spiritual students of A Course in Miracles? Uh, The state of being realized. And that, uh, Merriam-Webster declares, is to bring into concrete existence, realized. It's accomplish. To cause to seem real, make appear real. And the example here is a book in which the characters are fully realized. So realized is when we have clarity in our mind about what the truth is. That, that to me, is what a realization is. Uh, and so Ernest Holmes was saying the only amount of time that it takes... For someone to have a healing is the amount of time that it takes to have a realization. So a a remembrance of the truth. That's how long it takes. How long does that take? There's no set amount of time, correct? Because time is actually not involved in having a realization. What is involved in having a realization is willingness. How long does it take for us to become more willing to have a realization than not? So 51%. How long does it take us to be more available for spiritual inspiration than not? Time is not involved. I think anyone can recognize that. So, that being the case, let's 
entirely give to the Holy Spirit the whole idea that healing, spiritual awakening, ascension, any of it takes time. Or that we need more time. Or that it's going to be a long time, a long haul. None of that is true. So, let's claim our healing now. Since now is the only time we have, let's really claim it. Because I know for many, many years, I got that time is an illusion. And for me, it was conceptual. I can conceive of that. That concept makes sense to me. I remember recently, I don't know where I was, Some I was listening to some course teacher, and they said something about the idea of, I, I don't remember what the idea was, because it wasn't an idea. And that's what I thought. It was like the idea that we're not in this world. It seems like we are, but that's not where we are. Just like in the movie The Matrix. It seems like they're in a, um, I don't know, jujitsu studio having those workouts, but they're not. They're sitting in a chair and their mind is projected into that situation. Uh, just like when we're playing a video game and you get so absorbed into the world of the video game, you're not in the world of the video game. You're not. You're in a room and you're looking at it on a screen. So we too are looking at something on a screen. And it's the screen in our mind. So these are not, I I really feel it's important, at least it has been for me, to recognize these are not ideas and they're not concepts and they're not beliefs. We can couch them that way in order to not offend people who have a different perception, understanding um, that they have beliefs. I remember once, (laughs) it was a funny conversation, I was um, consulting somewhere in an office uh, and... um, the one of the people there that I was talking with discovered that I was a minister and said, "Oh, what what do you believe about God?" And so I didn't say, "Well, what I know about God is." I said, "Well, I I, I can tell you that I don't believe that God is an old man in the sky who has judgments and opinions. I believe that God is perfect love, and we're part of God." And um, I said, how about you? And he said, I believe God's an old man in the sky who has judgments and opinions. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm obviously not going to start trying to convince him um, because that's disrespectful. And um, that's what the ego would do. But um, he, I, I, in that case, I said, I believe this. But... In fact, I don't believe it. I know it. I know it. I can feel it. It feels absolutely like the foundation of my being. Uh, 
And so, not that there's um, anything wrong with someone who's still in a place of this is what I believe, or I'd like to really believe this, or anything like that. Uh, for me, one of the most wonderful tools that I have in working with my mind is to say to the Holy Spirit, the higher Holy Spirit self, show me the truth. Show me the truth. Tell me the truth. Remind me of the truth. Help me to relinquish all that is false in my awareness so that all that I know is true. That has been so, so helpful to me. Because remember, here, here's why our willingness is all that's required. Because without our willingness, the Holy Spirit can't do that. It's, I don't know why, this is what I'm getting right now, never said this before, (laughs) but it's like if you go to the car wash with your car and you drive your car up to the entrance of the car wash and you really want to get your car washed, you do. The car is dirty, it's filthy inside and out, so first they're going to wash it on the outside or they're going to vacuum it and things like that, right? And then they're going to wash it on the outside and then they're going to come back and while it dries on the outside, they're going to um, wipe it down on the inside and stuff like that. So imagine, this is what Spirit gave me, <laughs> imagine driving your car up to the car wash with this deep, deep longing to have a really clean, pristine car, but you will not drive it into the car wash. The car wash, the the people there, the machinery there, they're going to wash it for you. But you have to bring your car to the car wash and turn it over to the car wash system. Right? So that's what we have to do. We have to bring our mind to the Holy Spirit. I love this. <laughs> I love this. Thank you, God. We have to turn it over so it can be cleaned for us. It's true. It's true. It's true. We have to show up with that wonderful desire, the yearning to have that clean, pristine awareness. The more my mind clears, the more my life is enjoyable, the more I don't get derailed or distracted with being upset or being annoyed or feeling righteous or wrong. Don't waste time doing that. You know, people tell me practically every day somebody says, you get so much accomplished Well, I can honestly tell you right here and right now that one of the reasons why I'm able to accomplish so much is because I am not distracted by being upset and annoyed and frustrated. I'm also not distracted by trying to understand things and figure them out. If I don't understand it, I just put it aside. I say, okay, God, this doesn't make any sense to me, so reveal it to me. Realization of truth, please, and I move on. I don't start doing all kinds of research to understand it. I really don't. The research I do is, I'm looking at Amazon.com this morning. I'd like to get a dish for my salt, a salt dish that I can have by the, the stove. 
and what kind of a dish, you know, so I'm just looking for my preference and, oh, who's, who's rated what and uh, things like that. You know, that's that's a good thing to do research about. We can have a realization of truth and remember the truth. It's already ours. And the only thing that stands in our way from that realization of truth is our opinions, our judgments, our beliefs, right? And our beliefs magnetize into our awareness the opinions and judgments that clog up our system and prevent us from going through the car wash, right? So... Yeah, love that. So, Spirit pointed me to Chapter 2, Section 7, Cause and Effect. And this um, this section, when the first time I read it, I just went, OMG, OMG. I love this section. I had such a powerful realization the first time I read this section. I had a realization of uh, why so many light workers don't really go for enlightenment and awakening. It's really that they just, and, and of course this was a while ago, they just wish to cling to their opinions and judgments so they believe in their heart of hearts that they can't be a hundred percent loving and if they're not a hundred percent loving and if they reserve the right to attack with their thoughts and their words they are not going to wish to have their word be powerful So they stand on the sidelines because they don't want to hurt anybody unless they feel that person deserves to be hurt. So they're reserving the right to attack and therefore they're always playing small. That was a powerful realization for me. I remember right where I was when I read that. Because it just I just realized in that moment, that's why I'm playing small. Because I'm reserving the right to attack. And if I became uh, more influential, more visible, more successful as a counselor, a speaker, a teacher... Since I reserve the right to attack at any moment, I could really hurt people and hurt more people if I were more widely known. And that realization was the one that really turned the channel for me, turned the tide for me, and turned things around for me. Because in that moment I realized I don't wish to reserve the right to attack anymore. I'm giving that up. I'm giving all that right to the Holy Spirit for healing. Totally not into that anymore. It was a great turning point for me. So, in this section, cause and effect... In uh, paragraph two, uh, 
uh, Jesus says, I cannot let you leave your mind unguarded or you will not be able to help me. This is another way of uh, saying that he's always with us, helping us. Next sentence, he says, Miracle working entails a full realization of the power of thought in order to avoid miscreation. And this is when I realized, yes, to be a miracle worker I must realize, not on an intellectual level, but in my heart, I must be willing to realize, to truly remember and know the power of my thought in order to avoid miscreation. And literally, that was the moment I stopped playing small. I made that decision. I'm not going to sacrifice my purpose in this life, which is to be truly helpful. I call the truly helpful prayer on page 28 uh, the, the purpose prayer because it's telling us what our purpose is. Uh, I'm not going to sacrifice the opportunity to live my purpose in order to reserve the right to complain, in order to reserve the right to judge people, in order to reserve the right to uh, attack myself and others. I'm No, I'm not going to not live my purpose in order to have these little stinky treasures. No way! But I hadn't seen what it was that had me playing small into that moment. I thought it was a long list of other things. And by the way, it's so funny how spirit leads you and guides you. Um, I'm doing my Stop Playing Small retreat last weekend in April at the Art of Living Retreat Center in uh, the beautiful, I mean truly beautiful, gorgeous, spectacular, Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. The Art of Living Retreat Center has, uh, I believe it's recognized as the nicest Ayurvedic spa in the country. And uh, it's a wonderful place. I love the people there. I've been there many times and uh, done many events there now. And so uh, I haven't done uh, this Stop Playing Small retreat in a couple of years I'm actually not sure that I'm going to do it again because I'm really, uh, I'm working towards the uh, ministerial program, prayer practitioner program, and spiritual counseling training program. And, um, so I don't think I'm going to be, uh, just was thinking about this yesterday. Don't know that I'm going to do this, uh, again, um, like this. Uh, so, um, 
come if you're ready to stop playing small. And as always, we have all kinds of payment plans that make it easy for people. And I'm also intentionally, immediately following the Stop Playing Small Retreat at the end of April with my Spiritual Counseling Training Intensive, which is April 30th to May 6th. So you can come and do both as an intensive. And the people who have done uh, a retreat and the spiritual counseling training intensive back-to-back have always told me that it was uh, either the best time of their life, the most transformative time of their life, uh, the most healing time of their life. Um, that's what people tell me, and I believe them. <laughs> So, I know if it calls to you, you'll check it out at jenniferadley.com. So, miracle working entails a full realization of the power of thought in order to avoid miscreation. Otherwise, a miracle will be necessary to set the mind itself straight, a circular process that would not foster the time collapse for which the miracle was intended. So, miracle working entails a realization, and it is the realization of the power of thought in order to avoid miscreation. This is what's required. Uh, then, further, talking about realization in uh, chapter 4, and uh, in section two, which is called, I'm just looking for, what's the name of this? The Ego and the False Autonomy. So in this um, section, uh, it says in paragraph 11, it cannot be emphasized too often that correcting perception is merely a temporary expedient, right? So we can do that. We can correct our perception all day long. I do that. And he says it is necessary only because misperception is a block to knowledge, which accurate perception is a stepping stone towards knowledge. The whole value of right perception lies in the inevitable realization that all perception is unnecessary. So, all perception is unnecessary. You'll hear me use the word perception when I'm, it feels that I'm, I'm not at the place where I'm knowing, knowing, knowing it. It's my perception. I, I call that out. I don't pretend to know things that I'm not quite there yet. I'm interested in being a teacher of truth, and so I'm not embarrassed or ashamed or need to hide that there are things I, I don't yet remember that I know. And so I'm still working with perception. But... The whole value of right perception lies in the inevitable. So it's inevitable. We're all going to have a realization that all perception is unnecessary. Right? But right perception, accurate perception, is a stepping stone 
towards that realization, that awareness of the truth. So this is very helpful to us to understand that this is the power of the realization and to pray for a realization. This is the whole point. So a realization is a revelation. And to me, they're, they're much the same thing. Although we think of a spiritual revelation, a revelation of truth, and yet to me a realization of truth is the same as a revelation. It's revealed to us where? In our mind, where it's already been. If you think of like a magic show uh, where the magician reveals that... um, the, the lady's been cut in half or reveals that there's no longer, uh, uh, the rabbit went into the hat but it doesn't come out or anything like that. These, uh, revelations, it's like, uh, pulling back the curtain and reveal. Let's re- pull back the curtain and reveal. Let's show what's what. So where does that revelation happen? It happens in our heart mind. Right? The mind that's in the heart. So, miracle working requires us to have a realization. So, let's focus on that so that we can avoid miscreation. We can avoid all the energy that we've put into uh, creating or making in this world from a point of view of being deluded by our perceptions. So praying daily for a realization of truth is a powerful and simple way to bring the healing to the mind in a more expedient way. It has really helped me. I cannot emphasize that enough. We're praying for a realization of truth. That's what all prayer is really for. Because if we think that we're praying for, let's say, um, we think that we're praying for to get something in this world, then we have yet to realize that the only reason we don't have something that we'd like in this world is because our mind is blocked with our perceptions, our false beliefs, our projections, and a realization of truth will help us to realize either that the thing we think we want is of no value to us or we can easily manifest it when we know the truth. So to me, these revelations and realizations of truth are, these are the prizes that our spiritual practice brings us, remembering who we truly are. 
So it's time for me to take a break. You can go look at the Stop Playing Small Retreat Spiritual Counseling Training Intensive uh, at jenniferhadley.com while we're on the break. And <laughs> um, also, uh, let's see, we're bringing back the text messages we we um we ran into some issues but we're bringing them back you can go to acimtexts.com uh to sign up or you can text three five the word miracle to three five two two seven so you can go to acimtext.com or you can text the word miracle to uh the number 35227 and we're going to be starting to send them again quite soon so if you've already signed up before we're going to give you an opportunity to um, restart them I'm Jennifer Hadley you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio where we're living the love we're walking the talk and I'll be right back Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about revelations and realizations and the power of them, courting them in our mind, opening ourselves to a realization, a revelation of truth. And we're entitled to miracles. And a miracle as it's defined by the Course, is when we align our thinking with the Holy Spirit's thinking, with true thought, with thought that is true, rather than our versions of things. When we give up our attachment to our view, to our perception, to our interpretation, to the meaning we've made of things, When we give that up, that's what the miracle is. That's what being miracle-minded is. That's what being a miracle worker is. And so you can think of Jesus walking in the crowds, right? The throngs of people reaching out to touch him. Think of um, people who had healings around him, right? The blind man who was blind from birth, the woman with the issue of blood, uh, the man who was in his bed, right? These In these healing situations, the people who had the miraculous physical healings, they would say to Jesus, thank you for my healing, 
right? He, he, he uh, the Roman soldier's child, the daughter who uh, Jesus healed, Lazarus he raised from the dead, all of these things. People would say, thank you for my healing. Thank you for the healing, Jesus. And he had um, uh, an answer for that. He often would say, why thank me? Your faith is what made you whole. Why thank me? Don't thank me. Your faith made you whole. Now many people put their faith in Jesus. So they thought. But really what they were doing is they were opening themselves to a willingness. A great willingness. They had more willingness to let go of the past than to hold on to it. More willingness to let go of the past than to hold on to it. And so it's that being that more than 50% willing. That's the key. We don't have to be 100% willing. You know, there's so many conversations that people have. Like, for instance, I've, you know, done so many things with Gary Renard, who's going to be a, a guest, I was going to say gift, uh, he's a gift to me, a, a guest on the, this show next week, talking about his uh, latest book on Jesus and Buddha. And, um, so I've heard Gary say a number of times that in the beginning of the course, Jesus tells us a little bit of willingness is all that's required. And then towards the end, he's like, oh, you got to be really willing. you got to have a lot of willingness. And my understanding of it is, yes, a little bit of willingness. And yes, a lot of willingness. The more willingness we have, the easier it is. It greases the the um, tracks there, if you will. And so, but it's been so comforting to me to realize I don't have to be 100% willing. I don't have to be 100% there. I can be where I am and have ever-increasing willingness. That's a wonderful place to be because I've got some and I'm interested in having more. I'm willing to be willing. I'm willing to be more willing. There's my healing. That means I am in a upward or forward trajectory if I'm willing to be more willing. I, I made a series of cards. Uh, many people have uh, oracle cards and angel cards and all different cards like that. So I made a deck of cards. They're willingness cards. And I, I love them. I had so much intention when I made them that they would be very helpful and healing for people to use. So um, there are 44 little cards in the desk deck. And uh, I, I offer them in a little pouch so that you can actually put it in your purse or in your backpack and things like that uh, or you can have it on your altar and uh, the practice that I encourage people to do with my willingness cards which um, they are available at jenniferhadley.com in the store there and I hardly ever talk about it I just don't think about it but it's coming up today 
um, made them a few years ago for the folks in Finding Freedom, which Finding Freedom starts this week, and um, I'm so excited for that. We're really expanding the curriculum and the, not the curriculum, but the um, support, the level of support. So if you've taken Finding Freedom in the past for a very small fee, you can come back and take it again and do uh, the, uh, get so much support in working all those principles and doing the work of it because it is a boot camp class. Finding Freedom is my spiritual boot camp class. So if you missed enrollment for Masterful Living this year uh, or you just weren't ready for it or whatever, you can take Finding Freedom right now. And FYI, Finding Freedom is required for the spiritual counseling certification program that I offer and it's also uh will be one of the requirements of the ministerial training and the prayer practitioner training that we're putting together. And I'm working with John Mundy to put uh, the ministerial program together. I'm so excited about that. I just love John. And um, we were talking about it the other day. And um, we're going to start in July, July 5th through 15th. We are doing three back-to-back retreats. You can come to one, two, or three. And the first one is about writing spiritual inspiration. It's not on the website yet. We need another mm, few more days to get that all together. So um, the first retreat, which starts on July 5th, will go for about three nights, is on the topic of Writing for Spiritual Inspiration, something John and I both know a lot about. And then uh, the next retreat is creating and offering a workshop uh, so that you'll be writing a curriculum for your workshop and learning how to offer it, uh, how to be an effective workshop leader, and I'm also going to teach you how to do my forgive and be free retreat. So, because I, what I would like to do is I would like to certify people that they can go and do my forgive and be free retreat. Uh, so there's, I mean, retreat workshops so that there's more and more forgiveness workshops all over the world and then the third retreat john and i are doing is um speaking giving a spiritual talk giving a spiritual talk and i'm excited they're going to be here at mariondale in uh, new york state uh, and so people can fly into laguardia or white plains and um, come join us Three retreats, back-to-back, July 5th to the 15th. More details coming. How did I get there? Willingness. Thank you, Spirit. Willingness. Willingness, willingness. I've put so much attention on just being willing. There were times when I was so attached to my opinions and judgments, I did not want to give them up. And I would literally drop to my knees, lie down on the floor, something like that, and I'd say, I am willing to be willing to be willing to be willing. I have some willingness. 
grow my willingness. Grow my willingness. Grow my willingness, please. I do not wish to cling to that which is hurting me and burning me and torturing me and scorching me any more. <sighs> yes, all judgments and opinions are just perceptions. They are not helpful. We can't, we don't have to settle for perception. And we don't have to try to understand anything. Realizations of truth are the way to go. Revelations of truth. Pull back the curtains in our mind. Reveal to us the church. Holy Mother, Holy Father, the church. Wow. In my mind, I thought I was going to say the truth. The church. The church. I love that. Pull back the curtain of our illusions and delusions and show us the church that's pre-installed in our heart, that sacred temple of the Spirit. Let us clear off the altar of all false idols and open our hearts and minds with willingness we clear off the altar. We don't even have to lift them up to Spirit. We can say, Holy Spirit, I see all these false idols on the altar of my heart. Your altar in this holy temple, this church of my soul, this sacred space where you dwell. I've brought in all these false idols. My thought that I'm too fat, too thin, too tall, too short, too whatever. I'm giving them all to you, all the false idols that I'm not enough or I'm too much or that someone else is, that someone is bad or wrong or better or worse. I give you all these all uh, false idols. I trade them all for a realization of the truth. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. You know, chapter 10 in the text is called The Idols of Sickness. Don't hear many people talking about this. The Idols of Sickness begins with in the introduction here, nothing beyond yourself can make you fearful or loving because nothing is beyond you, right? Because we're one with life. Time and eternity are both in your mind and will conflict until you perceive time solely as a means to regain eternity. The only time that it takes to have a healing is the time that it takes to have a realization. Time and eternity are both in your mind and will conflict until you perceive time solely as a means to regain eternity. You cannot do this as long as you believe that anything happening to you is caused by factors outside yourself. You must learn that time is solely at your disposal and that nothing in the world can take this responsibility from you. 
You can violate God's laws in your imagination, but you cannot escape from them. They were established for your protection and are as inviolate as your safety. This is why Jesus says in the fear and conflict section, which immediately precedes the cause and effect section in chapter 2 that we started with, in the fear and conflict section, I say this all the time because it is one of the pillars of our healing. Um, it is one of the <laughs> pathways that uh, our, our healing has to take is this realization that Jesus tells us in the fear and conflict section in chapter 2. And people were asking me, what version of the course do I use? This, I have an FIP version. It's quite, it was, um, this one was, I think they're all the same. I do not know. I have not compared them. I am not a scholar of the course. I'm a student of the course. And this one was a 96 one. So, um, that's the one I'm using. So I do call out, sometimes I call out page numbers, but I uh, tend now to call out more, um, sections than page numbers. So anyway, chapter 10, idols of, oh, fear and conflict. In that section, Jesus says, don't ask me to take the fear away, because that fear, that that gnarly feeling, that fear uh, um, we experience physically and emotionally as well as mentally, all of that experience in form. Remember, all thought produces form at some level. Form is our thoughts. Form is our emotions. Form is the f- sick feeling we get in our stomach, the headache, uh, all the expressions of feeling conflicted. Uh, um, fear. The agitation of fear, whether it's expressed as anger or worry, um, fear, those forms that it takes are the divine alarm clock letting us know that we're choosing thoughts that aren't true and we're placing our awareness, our attention, our spiritual energy, if you will, into them and saying, these are valuable to me. These are true to me when they're not. So when we feel any kind of fear, it's telling us that we have gone the wrong way and now it's time to go the other way the way of truth. And so fear is helpful to us. We can actually go into a feeling of deep gratitude and feeling blessed for the wake-up call that fear is to us. So fears, you know, so going back to, you can violate God's laws in your imagination, but you cannot escape from them. So the law of cause and effect is when we're thinking things that aren't true, That's the cause. The effect is the feeling worried, afraid, upset, whatever it is. So the law of, we can only violate God's laws in our imagination. We can't escape from them. Thank God. And Jesus says, instead of asking me to take the fear, ask me to take the causes of fear. Uh, Yes. So in this at home in God section, just going to get to this, then I, I gotta go. Um, 
any part of your mind that doesn't understand that everything is designed to protect us because God loves us, every time that we are feeling upset, it says recognize that we've done it to ourselves. Who could have done this but you? Recognize this gladly, for in this recognition lies the realization that your banishment to hell is not of God and therefore does not exist, because only that which is real exists. Right? Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. And this is our, the realization of this is our awakening. This is why we, you and I, can actually attain enlightenment. It's not far off. It's not. It's right here, right now. Time is not required. So let us pray for a realization right here and right now. And first, I'd just like to thank everybody who contributes to the financial support of this radio show. It's so valuable. So valuable. And... It allows us to do so much to do the transcripts and we're working on this massive project to bring all of these radio, the, oh, more than 300 radio shows to YouTube with the closed captioning to make it even more helpful for the deaf and even more helpful for the um, folks for whom English is a second language, the hard of hearing. Uh, Thanks to you. Thanks to you. It's a big project. We're underway and more to come. We've got oh, so many wonderful things planned for this year. Yippity-doo-dah. So I am grateful and thankful to speak this word and place my hand on my heart. And what I call forth is this pure connection with the higher Holy Spirit self. Nothing in the way. All veils removed. A clear awareness of the truth is what we're calling forth. We're calling forth revelations and realizations of truth. We're accepting them. We're allowing them. And we're sharing the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In deep, deep gratitude, we allow it to be. And so it is. Amen. 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 And don't forget, Fighting Freedom starts this week. Join us if it calls to you. I love you. Have a great rest of your week.